0: Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Hearts Knit Together in Christ Ministries. I am your host, Marcia N. Sullivan, and I would like to say thank you for joining near and far. I'm so delighted that you got a chance to tune in and listen to another great message of what the Lord wants to share with us as we spend time encouraging and inspire you to grow in your faith and in your personal relationship with the Lord, because that's what it's all about. Because God wants us to understand that intimacy begins first with Him. And the only way you can have an intimate relationship with Christ is that you must spend time getting to know Him. So that is why I emphasize so much about reading your Bible, and not following me, but following after God's Word. Because His Word, at the end of the day, is the only thing that is going to help save, transform, and renew your heart, mind, body, spirit, and soul. So today, I have something great to bring and to share with you. And what we're going to talk about is the book of Matthew, chapter 19. But before I get into that book, I would like to ask you a question. Where is your treasure stored? Because God wants us to be very mindful of where we store our treasure. Where is your heart? Because in the book of Luke, that points out a very good scripture as a reminder. There is a scripture that says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You can find that scripture in the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 34. And the reason why that scripture is important is because in this present day and time, people tend to place that value on things such as possessions, titles, crowns, status, worth what they have in the bank but in God's kingdom there's a different kind of treasure that that he's saying we need to obtain and it's not it's not the kind of treasure that that worldly people look for uh <laughs> excuse me coffin. it's not that kind of treasure But the treasure for the kingdom of God is stored up in heavenly places. And a great example that I want to share with you so you can really understand what I am trying to convey here in this message is actually intertwined with the book, or associated rather, with the book of Matthew and the story (coughs) that I will talk about today is coming from the 19th chapter of Matthew, verse 16, where Jesus emphasizes about this rich young ruler, also known as a rich man. So if you're following me, I hope you have your pens and papers out so that you can take notes and study this in your own personal time. And But I just want you to open your heart today and open up your ears so that you can carefully hear because if we're not careful to understand this our hearts can be stuck on things just trying to attain things that 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 God is not even concerned about and what God wants us to be concerned about is reflecting a heart like Christ and the only way we can do that is to truly follow him so let's take a look and see what Jesus had to say to this rich young man so it says someone came to Jesus with this question teacher what good deed must I do to have eternal life so they're talking about life after this life once this life is over in the earthly realm there is another life after this life And so they're asking, in order to have access to eternal life, what must I do here on this earth to obtain that? And the problem with many people back then and even now is that people are trying to live for obtaining life now. And there's nothing wrong with being successful, but we have to cross-examine our hearts to see if we're doing the things that god has asked us to do as opposed to what man or what we want to gain for social status so this is what jesus replied he says why ask me about what is good jesus replied there is only one who is good but to answer your question if you want to receive eternal life keep the commandments and I love the way that every time Jesus talked or interacted with people who were questioning him, he was always very direct, but he was very short and straightforward with his answer. He didn't babble on and on. He didn't confuse them, but he gave them direct truth so that their hearts can be receptive to hearing and receiving it. So Jesus tells them, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. So notice that even Jesus emphasized keeping God's commandments here because I don't want you to miss that part. But then it says in verse 18, the king replies back by saying, or the rich young ruler rather, he says, which ones because he recognizes that there are multiple commandments. The man asked and Jesus replied. He said, you must not murder, okay? You must not commit adultery, you must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. Love your neighbor as yourself. So, these were some of the ones that Jesus responds in this conversation. And he's pointing out to this rich young man to emphasize some of the commandments. And so, what this man says here, he says, I've obeyed all these commandments, the young man replied, what else must I do? So there's an urgency in his heart to find the truth to this answer. But when you get ready to ask Jesus questions, you got to be ready to receive an answer. And sometimes the answer for which truth comes from, that Jesus gives his people Is not always the one that the human heart is ready to receive. And notice that after this conversation, when Jesus responds, this is what he says He says, If you want to be perfect, after the young man asks, What must I do again? He says, If you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions. And give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Now understand what God kingdom principles require when you're really following after Christ and what the world status required. The world status says you must gain, you must be wealthy, you must be rich, you must have all of these things before you can even be accepted. But in Jesus' kingdom, the, the way to treasure in the things of God is literally you have to give up everything. You have to literally lay down your life. And this can be a challenging part for really recognizing if you are really in love with Christ. Because when that test and that challenge come, I mean, I can admit there have been some times where the Lord has really tested my love for Him. And there were times that when that test came, honestly, I did not pass. But God was showing me there were some things in my heart that need to be corrected as far as understanding the depths of his love and receiving that and learning to walk in that just like he tested this rich young ruler and when Jesus begins to speak to him notice how in this scripture he emphasizes the fact he says go sell that's a command he says go sell all your possessions And give the money to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. Now I think in this part. Jesus was really testing his heart. Because how many people that you actually know. With money. That are really willing. okay, To give up that treasure. Because if we're not careful. Money can become an idol. Money can become something that we worship and possess more than worshiping God. And that can be a problem. in our walk with the Lord. And clearly, if you continue to follow me as I'm reading, you will see what I'm talking about. Go to verse 22 where it says, But when the young man heard this, He went away sad, for he had many possessions. Okay? Then Jesus said to his disciples, This is the turning point right here. Because Jesus was really talking to this young man. And this young man really wanted to know what did he need to do in order to inherit this gift of eternal life. And when Jesus is done, he speaks to his disciples. In verse 23, it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth, it is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. I'll say it again. It is easy for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And as you can see, Jesus used an analogy of a camel, almost like a parable. Because it's hard to really give up something that, that you love. I think that was the whole irony of Jesus saying that. Because rich people don't want to really give up what they really love. And if they really do, they have to really have a humble and contrite heart but riches sometimes can steer our heart away from choosing christ away from choosing the gift of eternal life and so that was a a true test of faith if you will in that scene of the text and then in verse 25 jesus says the disciples were were astounded then who in the world can be saved? So even they had questions. The disciples said, wait a minute. If this rich man can't be saved here, if he's not willing to give up his stuff, then who can be saved? From their point of view, being saved seemed almost impossible. So then Jesus comes back. And then he then they asked jesus looked at them intently and said humanity he says i'm sorry he says "Humanly speaking it is impossible but with god everything is possible so i think the secret here is that a rich person can inherit eternal life just as well as a poor person but The problem is, it's a matter of the condition of the heart and understanding who and what you're worshiping. So your possessions cannot be your God. Yes, the Lord does bless people. I mean, you can clearly see in scriptures where the Lord made people rich. He blessed David. He blessed Ruth. He blessed blessed Queen Esther. God is in the business of riches and wealth he, be- he blessed King Solomon but, but we have to remember that when it comes to understanding what the true treasure is it has to be found in who we worship so it has to be found in Christ in Christ alone in God the creator of all things and not in what we obtain here on this earth because remember after this life there is another life and in order to receive the gift of eternal life you must accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior there's no other way to obtain eternal life and to really live for him and to choose him daily every day and you do that by surrendering your life, you do that by surrendering your heart. You do those things by surrendering your will to the things that God has chosen for you. And many times that can be very uh, is easy said than done because God he will test us in those areas. When we really say we love God, God will test our hearts. And whatever is not like him, God is going to continue to purge us until we become more and more like him. That's the beauty of knowing God. But notice that in this particular story, something happened after Jesus and the disciples were astounded, And Jesus began to talk to them even the more. And then Peter comes in. You will see that in verse 27. Then it says, then Peter said to him, we've given up everything to follow you. What will we get? <laughs> Don't you just love how Peter come in, you know, just so bold and having a question? Because even not only did the young man have answers or questions for Jesus, he had a lot of questions. But you see how the disciples, they too even challenge Jesus. They even had questions and thoughts in their heart because they like, wait a minute, Jesus, we've been following you. And many of us don't have riches to even give you. But for what is worth, Jesus, do we get anything for following you? And look what, look what Jesus had to say. Jesus replied, I assure you that when the world is made new, and the Son of Man sits upon his glorious throne. You who have been my followers will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return And will inherit eternal life. So, understand what God is saying that in this life, whatever we had to go through for His glory, and whatever we had to give up to follow Him, because being a Christian or a follower of Christ, that's what I'm gonna say, is it doesn't make your road or your destination easy, it does not make your life easy. It doesn't make everything easy because you're going to be persecuted. Remember, that's what he said. You're going to be tested in areas that you never thought. But he's saying if you, whatever you had to go through, and you give these things up for me, your reward is going to be greater in heaven. And notice that he emphasizes, I love it, in verse 29, he says, And everyone who has given up houses, or brothers, or sisters, or fathers, or mothers, or children, or property, for my sake, will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. Jesus gives the answer. But there was something that the rich young man couldn't quite understand when Jesus had said, Okay, if you really want to get this gift of eternal life, sell all you got, give it to the poor. That was a turning point because that was something that he just could not do. And to be honest, I'm sure there are things that God has asked some of us to give up that we've struggled giving it up. But the good thing about knowing God is that when we really love Him genuinely, He's going to help us until we begin to die to our flesh and our spirit. That we will make room to give those things up so that He But have the power and the authority to reign and be God in our lives. And verse 30 says, in closing, But many who are the greatest now will be least important then. And those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. So understand today that God's kingdom possessions is different than what we see in this earth. Because what we see here today is those that are rich or famous or have a high status. Those are the ones that are favored in this kingdom. You can even take it back to Lazarus and the rich man. What happened when Lazarus and the rich man died? And I will share that story tomorrow on another segment so that you will be able to hear that story. But there is a difference. But I want to ask you today. Have you taken the time to examine your heart? Have you taken the time to ask yourself, where is my treasure? If you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I urge you to do so. For the times that we're living in is so crucial that you receive him. And and it, again, if you go back, Jesus had... Warned the rich young ruler what did he need to do but don't let the clock run out because tomorrow is just not promised I thank you for listening and tuning in today I pray that you were blessed by this message and I pray that that God is able to help you understand how to inherit the eternal gift of life know that God loves you and know that God will do anything to remove things in our lives that would hinder us from having the gift of eternal life. But God doesn't force us. He gives us free will to choose him. So I pray that today that you will choose the Lord above anything that this world has to offer you so we close and pray father god we thank you that you are the true and living god god you search our hearts god you pluck up the things that contaminate our souls our minds and our hearts father help us to rid ourselves of things that we put before you god we're we're living so that we can inherit inherit the gift of eternal life. And God, we want you to be the first and foremost, greatest thing upon our hearts. But rid us of idols. Rid us of things that we put more than you, people. People who we place on thrones. For you said in your word, God, that there should not be any idols before you because you are a jealous god you are holy in all of your ways and father we acknowledge you today god help us to understand that living for christ means to understand that we would not always be put on the pedestal that we have to learn how to humbly submit ourselves to you god as you raise us up for your glory Lord, I pray that every person that listened to this message will be blessed and drawn near to your heart, even the more. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. Again, I thank you for tuning in to Hearts Knit Together in Christ. And I hope that you can follow me tomorrow to tune in to listen to the next episode as I share the story about Lazarus and the rich uh Lazarus, the poor man and the rich man and what happened when both of them actually died. And so again, if you have any questions, please feel free to write to me. The P.O. box number is 1391 Jonesboro, Georgia 30237 or you can go to our website and you can post a comment, make a donation. Um, The month of May is coming up. Well, April is coming. And then after April, May is coming. But in the month of April, I'm going to be asking for you all to begin to at least donate $25 a month to this ministry or even gift cards. Because in the month of May, I would like to personally honor the pregnant women who are carrying babies. Who want to give a special donation to pregnancy care centers where they actually help mothers. So I want to be able to give something to them. So as you listen, I pray that God will move upon your heart to give to us that we may present something to the mothers in the month of May for Mother's Day. So again, thank you. May God bless you and may you go in peace. In Jesus name I pray. Amen.